Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's another Melchester Odyssey for you. Um, I have in my right hand the 29th of October 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers, the comic. Um, across the top... It uh, tries to lure us in to purchase with uh, Super Taurus Sports Competition Inside. Uh, Don't know what Taurus Sports is or was. I've just turned to the competition itself. I didn't send you the scan of the competition, Sam, Mm. uh, because I wasn't planning to talk about it, but here it is. Roy the Rovers and Taurus Sports present a superstar competition. First prize, 20 Charlie Nicholas footballs. I don't think you get 20. I think there's 20 prizes of one ball oh. each. Oh, I thought there they were going to send you one of those balls. big nets. You know, that they, a big well, net with loads oh, of... Yeah. I fucking love those, mate, don't you? You don't see them as much anymore, do you? Like you well, They used to show they... footage of um, England training and like one of yeah. the coaches would just be like... You'd see Terry Venables walking along with a fucking huge net with like 10 brand new lovely footballs inside of it. Men must still have them. How do they transport the balls out onto the training pitch? Oh, it must still fucking be a thing, nowadays, surely. Nike probably have one that like materialises out of gas when you press a special button on your fucking iPhone. Probably, yeah. Or they'll have like, big wheelbarrows or something like that. Oh, well, you, what about ball car? That, that made an appearance mm. at the Women's World Cup final. It did. It or did. Euros yeah. final, yeah. The Euros. My daughter was, was banging on about how she hates football. Mm. Uh, and it's stupid and silly. Mm. And she's got no interest in it. Even even when the women got to the final, I thought there might be mm. some kind of feminist kind of empathy there. Even the Doris she, Bowl. She wasn't. She, whoa, <laughs> she wasn't interested until she saw the little ball car. Yeah, I mean everyone's got like that. Everyone loves What's it. It's got its own is, Twitter account, you know. It's got its own Twitter account. Has it? I, well, I'm yeah. fucking going to follow it because I love the little bugger. Um, uh, my uh, my daughter occasionally does that. And sometimes you get the impression it's an attempt to antagonise me because she knows that I enjoy yeah. football. And it's so it's futile. It's performative, isn't it? Mostly. It's performative. I, I agree with everything. And that drives her mad. <laughs> their Very worst good. thing is when you agree with their criticism of you. So, Very good. Like, you know, Len yeah. teases me about Six Music because he says that's a radio station for old people. And I say, yeah, that's correct, it is. 
And she, he goes, so that makes you old. And I go, yeah, that's right. It's aimed at me. That is why I listen to it. It is for old people like me. And then they don't know where to go then. People don't know yeah. where to go when they're trying to antagonise you and you agree with them. What else are they going to criticise? Over 50 fucking multivitamins. Yeah, they're for me. That's why yeah, I they're for me. Because, yeah, yeah. fuck's sake. Like, what, what, what do you yeah. want from me? I can't turn back time. <laughs> I anyway, cannot 20. turn back the fucking hands of time. I am. I have arrived at a point. It's an. It's an inevitable. We're all on an inevitable, fucking ride, aren't we? Through yeah, time yeah. and space. That's what yeah, I tell the kids. In one direction. Listen, kids. We're all on an inevitable and fucking futile ride, tumbling towards our inevitable graves. And the one thing about it all that fucks me off the most mm. is how fast it goes. I keep telling my kids this. I keep saying to them, "Look, when I was your age, I thought." people lived to about 80 I thought 80 that's that's like eternity forever mm. it fucking isn't it goes by in the blink of an eye I've Soak never it until up, recently, it all in. I've never been one to sort of spend too much time like feeling bad about my age like I tend to whenever mm. you know I kind of you know if you have a birthday or whatever I don't think oh I can't believe I'm old it's really depressing I sort of try to look on the bright side and think oh these are the things I've done in my life and I've enjoyed a lot of it and you know yeah. things are alright and also I try to look at the many advantages of being older you know people sort of assume that young's always better than old but actually there are fuck, I mean we talk this podcast is probably about you know the fact that there are a lot of joys to be found in reaching fucking middle age and letting go yeah. of the shit that bothered you did you nothing when you were younger <laughs> however just recently I did wake up and I thought, I am... I just woke up, it was when I was in the Isle of Wight last week, and I thought, I'm fucking 47. Mm. And it sort of hit me. It was the first time I'd ever had that sort of existential panic about my age. Mm. I mm. couldn't fucking get my nut round how old that sounded. I mean, it's like we, we, we hark back to Euro 96 quite a lot, right? Yeah. Euro 96 was 26 years ago. Yeah. And it seems like yesterday. Oh. Now, if that, that that span of time going forwards, I'm going to be 76. Yeah, proper old. And that's camp, that's going to that that's just going to go by so quickly, and mm. it, it just that really bugs me. I just thought you'd be when when you're alive, you get to live to a ripe old age. It feels like forever, mm, doesn't. and it fucking doesn't. I, I mean, I we t- we talk not just about Euro night six. We talk about like childhood shit all the time, and this shit yeah. feels like it's only just over. Like, it's the yeah. summer holidays, right? So the kids are sitting around bored. But my own summer holidays at their age, or even younger than they are now, are so vivid. It feels like I've only just got through that stage in my life. We're doing 1983 yeah. Royal Rovers. I was eight in 1983. But again, mm. I feel like I've only... It doesn't feel like a, a historical document. This feels like something I was recently reading. Yeah. I yeah. don't know, man. I, I, I tell you what, morning. you have some good times when you're young. The worst bit is... In some ways, those years between when you sort of finish education or whatever, and then you get to like middle age, and there's like your twenties and large chunk of your thirties, you've done our fucking work and go out and are just fucking busy, and that's the bit that just fucking zips by, and yeah, you can't even remember half of that. Yeah, that's the bit that yeah. feels like wasted time. You got digging holes and fucking about on your BMX when you're a kid. Brilliant. Yeah. 
Then you got Euro 96 and you're just getting twatted with your mates and listening to music and going to gigs and watching football. Fucking dreamland. Then suddenly, bang, it's 25 years later. And you're like, what have I been doing since Euro 96? Fucking working, having kids, going out, developing a fucking drink addiction. I mean, you know. I think it's the having kids thing that accelerates time because it's so intense. I think that's what accelerates the, the years, the months and the Fucking, years. It's like being, Vietnam, being isn't it? Yeah. But I was just going to say that I got out of bed this morning, I went downstairs and I opened the back door and the smell of the warm air, the warm summer air, because we're recording this mm. 10th of August, middle of the school holidays, we've both got kids, so the, that smell of the warm air just sent me right back to being a kid mm. and the school holidays, those mornings when you get up and it's like, oh, it's really hot, mm. I'm going to go out and play it today. I go out on my bike, you know, I might get a paddling pool out, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just that, that smell of that summer heat. Smell has got to be the it. most evocative, isn't it, of all the senses. It's not even a smell, it's, 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 it's the kind of that, that whole the atmosphere, warmth. isn't it? Yeah. That, just that heat, yeah. So that was nice. Anyway, where are we going with this? Don't know. 20 Charlie Nicholas footballs, you can't go back. 40 pairs, second prize, 40 pairs of Sharon Davies swimming goggles. With shatterproof lenses, Whoa. you will swim in these goggles, and the lenses will not be shattered. Wow. I didn't realise shattered goggles were a thing. Why? Why would they fucking shatter anyway? I don't know. You're in water. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. But there you go. These are shatterproof. Forty Rainer's record skipping ropes, and the third prize is fifty pairs of Charlie Nicholas again. Charlie Nicholas shin guards. Well, he's been involved. He's he's signed a big yeah. deal with them, hasn't he? And the skipping ropes are endorsed by Henry Cooper. So there we are. All the greats. Yeah. And uh so Davis, Nicholas and Cooper. Yeah. The fucking the triumvirate of eighty sporting legends, although to be fair, Cooper was a bit before then. But he'd somehow Long prolonged retired. his legend into the eighties, even did. though he was no longer fighting in the eighties, was he? He did. I was I was watching an episode of Blankety Blank that was on BBC Four last weekend because it was they had a theme night of Saturday night. TV. Yes, they had Noel's house party, didn't they? they had Noel's house party on Blankety Blank and uh, the Strictly Come Dancing and and mm. ever decreasing circles, mate. Your favourite. That's on. That that's was on, on at like at something 4. like the same night, at, but at like half midnight or something. Yeah, it's on on a Tuesday or a Thursday as well, at about half eight. They're repeating the oh, whole okay. series. It's so good. Um, but yeah, Blankety Blank. Terry Wogan era not the best mm. era Les Dawson was the Les best Dawson, era yeah. but Henry Cooper was one of the guests on it and mm. that's the kind of thing he used to do he just turned up on panel he shows was on he all just, of that he was he, he would was be great. on everything he, he was what producers call an easy reliable booking exactly when yeah. you book a sports person for any show on TV or radio one thing you can be sure of is they will fucking turn up promptly and looking really smart because they're like military <laughs> men. Like, because they, yeah, they've yeah. been through the academy system or whatever, youth teams, all that scrubbing the fucking changing rooms and their older pros' boots, they have yeah. a sort of a military intensity about them and they will always be really punctual and quite smart. Do you know what I mean? And they'll never let you down. Yeah. And Cooper yeah. would have been like that. Um, he was on... You t- You'd switch your telly on and you'd see fucking Henry Cooper on Saturday Superstore. What the fuck have mm. they got an old boxer from the 60s on Saturday on a kid's show for? Yeah, because he yeah. will fill time. From yeah, a producer's point of view, he's job. not going to win you any awards, but he will fill time. He will not fuck around. He'll be on time. Yeah. 
and he'll say some funny chucklesome things and the kids at home will be who is this man and you, the parents will go oh he used to be a boxer in the 60s right and you'll go well whatever he seems like a nice sort of avuncular bald kind of cockney man kindly uh, uncle kind yeah of he's like a kindly uncle yeah but he must have been coining it what with the brute endorsements and all those tv yeah. appearances yeah he did i mean well, whoever um, was managing him to extend his career because let's be frank as well i mean i might get people hating on me for this but as far you know look i'm no expert on the history of heavyweight boxing but i don't think henry cooper was like you know he was he was a he was a big british icon of boxing yeah but yeah. it wasn't like he was ever like i don't know if he yeah. he, he knocked down he knocked down it, ali it, didn't he and there was a controversial fight well, because there was a there was a split in ali's glove wasn't there yeah but yeah, what but i'm saying is he wasn't like someone who held the fucking world title for years or anything like that i no. think it was like bruno in that he had a nice personality people liked him yeah, he was, was warm and cuddly yeah exactly avuncular Mm. But he was he was on that that um, blankety blank, and Kenny Everett was on as well. Oh, great! Kenny Everett was fucking great on that. Who um, was it who t- got? Who was it who got uh, Wogan's little uh, microphone and and bent it? Was that Kenny Everett? Kenny Everett? Was it Everett? Kenny Everett. Of course, yeah. he was. And then when Les Dawson Mad did his cunt. first show after taking over from Wogan, Les yeah. Dawson came out with the bendy microphone. Well, it wasn't bendy. Uh, uh, it was made of a car aerial. Yeah, and it, he he came out and snapped it in half. <laughs> to, to signify to the start of the new era show a new era I can't remember yeah. what microphone um, Dawson used just normal I think he didn't need props he I had his boat had race that was his prop might have had a lapel mic on anyway we're getting but Cooper was on Everett was on Roy Kinnear was on who was brilliant mm. on that yeah and I tell you Lorraine Chase she was always good value was, another she, great solid booking well yeah and she was always painted as being some kind of bimbo, I always thought, but mm. she was really witty on this episode and mm. and loads more switched on than you kind of remember her for Because she was a woman, but also because she had a regional yeah. accent, so people were just yeah. like, oh, yeah, she's dim. Yeah, yeah. Bollocks, was, exactly, was she? Yeah. yeah. You can keep your Joan Bakewells. <laughs> Put her in seat six. You can keep your fucking Joan Bakewells, yeah? That's fucking, I'll have Chase all the, all the way, every day Definitely. of the week. Definitely. Anyway, so that's your Taurus Sport um, competition, and we've got ooh, half an episode almost out of that without really talking about it much. Uh, where are we? Front page. Roy the Rovers. Apologies if you tune in just for the Roy the Rovers stuff. Yeah. Um, wow, the box at the top left that brings us up to speed with what's going on. It says, it begins with this line. Now here's a funny thing. Whoa. <laughs> what? It's not in keeping with the usual tone. No, it says, these Melchester Rovers supporters had been waiting in the rain for two hours to welcome the player manager of an opposing team. Oh, no. <laughs> what? How strange. Course, Please explain. And, of course, it's none other than Roy Race getting off the Walford bus. What do you think uh, of this bus of Walfords? Um, what do I think of the bus? It's yeah. very space-age and modern. I Lots think it's quite old-school. Like, now... You think? We... We, we and my brothers once were on our way to we like if our teams play each other because obviously mm. one brother supports QPR one supports Spurs two support West Ham we tend to try these days we don't see each other we don't go to games together it's too fraught you know we just kind of keep out of each other's way for like 
yeah. the week leading up to and after the game. Because in the past, there was too many sort of fallings out. But we were on our way to Spurs once in a car, and it was me and Dom, who supports West Ham like me, in the back. And I think Theo, who supports Spurs, was driving. And a coach went by, and mm. we went, that's West Ham's coach. That's the team coach. And my brother Theo made a <laughs> remark, a derogatory sneering remark about the quality of our team coach. Yeah. See, he wasn't laughing. He wasn't trying to be funny. He was like, typical, like, crappy coach. Looks yeah. like it hasn't even got a toilet on it. Well, it sparked a massive and long-lasting row. Oh. We went mad. We nearly got out of the fucking car. You know, it, it was like, it was out of order, I think. And yeah. um, then we, you know, after that, I've been a keen observer of team coaches. And over the years, right. they've become more and more fantastical um, well they are the space age now yeah. they're really space age do you remember when on the last ever day at Upton Park Manchester United turned up at Upton Park and they played yeah. coach and it, it, we besieged it you did um, I remember we besieged yeah. it well, and, and celebrate the end of the stadium yeah well it was a great cockney <laughs> knees up I mean you know we were out to have fun it was a great yeah. party atmosphere what would you have done if you'd seen the opposing team's coach drive through the crowd? Well, Obviously, yeah, you're going to fucking pelt it and rock it and dick around. We weren't going to try and yeah. kill or eat them. You know, we, we, we knew they wouldn't come off the you coach. You would have had to. But, well, hmm. if we were starving, I'd have eaten yeah. Jesse Lingard. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> it didn't come to that. But it was what was fascinating was there was a lot of footage that the players were taking from inside the coach because, to be fair to them, they were oh, all yeah, laughing. And why wouldn't they? Yeah. They had their heads screwed on. They thought this is just a bit of fun. But mm. the press were all like, oh my God, it's a return to the dark days of hooliganism. There wasn't any hooliganism. You're just fucking besieging a coach. But. Yeah, he just rocked it a bit from side to side. Yeah. It wasn't going to go over. It's like, what? What do you think is going to fucking happen? Do you know what I mean? We're not going to just tear yeah. this the roof off this coach. It's not a fucking safari park. Yeah. We're just some football fans having a party. If you drive the coach through, what do you expect to happen? But um, it was a, just a fascinating look inside the coach because um, they they posted a lot of their own yeah, you got footage on, on social yeah. media. And I, I'm just a big fan of team coaches. I'm fascinated by them and I'm always looking for like new innovations in them. Well, well I think for 1983, I think this looks fairly spacey. I like the sleek curved lines. Mm. It looks a little bit like nice. an City 125 train. Yeah. I think. I don't. Th- I wouldn't regard it as old school. The, the massive windows on it, which might have been fashionable at the time. Yeah. Uh, obviously, a sitting target for bricks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, because what, windows what? did get put in a lot on coach. I never. I don't think I've ever yeah. gone to an away game on a coach, but I know people who have, and it was quite common to have all your your windows put in. Like my brother Cass had to come back. I think it was from Newcastle all the way back to London on a coach where the windows had been put in. Can you imagine? Fucking hell, breezy. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite common, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking there was an excellent documentary on BBC Four once about coaches. I think it might have been called The Secret Life of the Coach. The Modern Age of the Coach. Mm. I think it might be on YouTube. Do you know what I did once, mate? Um, I must have been feeling a bit flush. It was like, it was a few years ago, and like I decided, sort of almost on a whim, that I wanted all of my all of my kids and their cousins, right? Like all my brother's kids and everything. And my mum, 
my dad, even the osteopath Rob McDonald, right? When when we were kids, all the families in my area used to chip in and get a coach once in a year. Yeah. And we'd, we'd go down to the coast, right? We'd go to Margate or Littlehampton or something like that on a coach. It'd be a great day out for all the local kids, right? And um, I've Ooh. got this brilliant photo of us all outside the coach, right? And I was looking at this photo and I thought, those were such fun days. Our kids should do something like that. So yeah. I fucking... I rang up a co- I googled coach companies, West London. Next thing you know, Uncle Sam has booked a fucking coach to go to Canberra Sands. And wow. I rang round the family. I sent a message round to the old family. I said, meet outside Hammersmith Apollo, Saturday after next, bright and early. Yeah. I've fucking laid on a coach for us all, you cunts. And even my old man came, and he never comes out and is miserable. And it's just not usually up for fun things. We even fucking dragged him out. We had a toilet uh, on the coach and we even had a microphone up the front and we did a quiz all the way there and back. It was brilliant. And it was more affordable than wow. you might imagine. So hiring a coach, was this? It, this was in, I remember I was working at Comedy Central, so I think it was like 2014. The problem was I was still with the drink at the time. So right, yeah. uh, with the drink and drugs. And so I sort of, it was great, but I was... It, you know, I th- I'm pretty sure I also thought it was a great opportunity to. Because coaches and cans, like coaches and like like trains and cans, are quite. Yeah. They go together, don't they? So yeah, I course, think me and course. probably my brother Cass were like, it's really nice for the kids, but also we can just guzzle fucking cans of beer there and back. So yeah. that's the yeah. only negative memory of it for me. But the kids had a great laugh. Hiring a coach, do it. It's a fucking right laugh. Yeah. But make sure you got the numbers. Don't just hire one for like five years. No, our, ours was a little bit too big for us. But yeah, if you put, but invite other families, invite some of the local kids. Yeah. Not in yeah. the noncy way, but just go look. You know, all the yeah. kids at invite school. This summer, if anyone fancies it, we're laying on a fucking coach. It'll meet outside the school, right at the bottom of the ad. This is not noncy, right? It's yeah. just fun. Yeah. You write something like that, so to put people's minds at ease and then yeah. all the all the kids can come along this if you can afford to chip this, in chip in if not fuck it you'd need to use technical legal language you'd need to put like this is not a paedophilic endeavor no this is this is this is not a pedo r- trap yeah jalapeño when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. But I found that documentary. It's called The Modern Age of Coach Travel, mm-hmm. and it's on YouTube, and it feels very diveable. Oh, hang on. I've just realized they uploaded it on YouTube. 
It was fucking me. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> In 2014. Ah, well done. Well done, historical Andy. You've done yourself a right. You've done future Andy a right good favour there. I have. I've pr- provided future content before podcasts were even invented. Yeah. You um, just had a hunch, didn't you, that it would pay off one called- day. I just noticed because someone called Roy Ferguson, I was looking at the comments, someone called Roy Ferguson six months ago went, really enjoyed watching this, Andy Dawson. Thank you for taking the time and effort. Happy New Year. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's nice of him. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's got got coach trips on it and stuff like that, but it goes right through to the... um, the protesters who were the, the the hippies who were living on coaches. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, my aunt lived on a bus in the seventies, apparently. All of that. Yeah. So um, yeah, that feels diveable. I'll have a proper watch of that soon. Um. So we'll anyway, Roy's on this coach, and it's surrounded by Melchester fans who were welcoming him. There's none of that Judas business that you get at a lot of clubs. No, now. not at all. No, there they are. Um. One of them. Um, Shouts, wahoo! Of course, because that's their catchphrase. There he is, the king, in inverted commas, the king himself. And Roy's getting off the bus with a big wave. And I think one of his Walford players is actually saying something because there's a speech bubble. It looks like it should be coming from one of the fans, but it's coming from one of the players. And it just says, good old Roy. Fucking hell. Imagine if one of the, fa- the players were saying that. I think it is one of the players. No, but I'm not sure. I know what you mean, but no, it's definitely coming from it's a not, fan. It's not, is it? There's no yeah, way one of the, his own players. They, he'd get the piss ripped out of him by the other lads, wouldn't he? Well, the, 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 he's proved that that's not allowed, is it? Because with the Joe Bellamy thing. Oh, yeah. He's not going to get fucked with by these this shower. Fucking yeah, piss on, Roy! Um, I've shat bigger lads than you. <laughs> uh, even though... He was now boss of Walford Rovers. Roy Riss still held the affection of his former fans. And there they all are. He's shaking hands with one of them, who may be the representative. I don't know. It's got that kind of look about it. He's the, like the visiting representative of, uh, of Melchester. Welcome back, Roy. We've really missed you. Another one says, how are things going for you at Walford? <laughs> they're fucking... As if they don't know. Because it's like in the papers... We don't read not... the papers. <laughs> Not for other, not for other towns. He says, "Not too bad, thugs." Shit, <laughs> like, slightly weird. Yeah, I've got many problems, but don't talk about them. Well, yeah, well how long have you got? To be honest, I mean, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> and then one of them says, "If it wasn't for Sam Barlow, you'd still be at Melchester." He must be thinking, "Yeah, I fucking know I'm that." It would. He's uh, he's still trying to run the team, Roy. And another one says, a lot of us are calling for his resignation. Yeah, well, maybe you should have fucking done that a year ago when I was getting <laughs> loads of grief from him. I might still be here, you fucking baby. Yeah. Now you're stuck with Spe- fucking Blackie. Yeah. Nice lad, Speaking but doesn't now. know his ass from his fucking elbow when it comes to running a football club. Now I've got it's all really got to shit. You protest now, yeah? Right, I see. <laughs> Wankers. Um... Over the page, uh, it says, it was a clash with the Melchester directors which had resulted in Roy's departure from his beloved club. Yes, we know. We know this. Uh, and um, well, so Joe, Joe Bellamy. Bellamy. Yeah, Roy's having a little friendly conversation with Joe Bellamy. Strange. Joe Bellamy says, well, Roy, would you go back to Melchester if Sam Barlow resigned? Please say <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Are you, are you uh, planning to fuck off soon, Roy? <laughs> 
It would be wonderful if you did. What are the circumstances be that you would actually leave us? I don't right. mind telling you to your to. face, and I've made no secrets of it. I hate you. <laughs> I think I you are a cunt, and I don't doubt you feel the same way towards me. I realise that you have conquered me in the psychological war that's gone on between us over the last few months, but oh, I still, my, my opinion still stands that I would love you to fuck off as soon as possible. I'll be honest with you, Roy. I fantasise about your death from time to time. <laughs> I hope you can respect me for admitting to that. I do. <laughs> I, and, I, and I, yours. <laughs> Let's say nice comment. on the same wavelength, Joe. <laughs> I've even acted Roy's... it out with my kids. <laughs> R- I'm you quite... and they're me. One of them's me, and the other one is a doctor. And the doctors <laughs> and, I, and I teach the the boy one who's you know not the sharpest, but I teach him to go. He goes like this: I am sorry. There is nothing more we can do for him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says and he says time of death 2pm <laughs> and then I choke because I make I make that noise you know what they call it the death rattle because <laughs> I'm being you and you're having a very painful drawn out death and then the daughter right the girl one she's me and she's just laughing <laughs> like that oh it's and good and then the both of them then they get the, the cover off the continental quilt and they put me in it. It's like a body bag. And then that's the end. And then they pretend they're rolling me into a canal. Because <laughs> that's what your burial's going to be. Uh, so as you were saying, yeah. Is yours as elaborate as that? No, thought not. <laughs> your move, cunt. <laughs> so Roy says uh, that's quite a question Joe he says and the answer is this <laughs> fucking hell uh, <laughs> strap yourself in he says uh, I've got a verbal contract with the club chairman Harvey Rawson he would have to agree to release me before I made a move of any kind hmm. but right now all I'm thinking about is tomorrow's game against Melchester apart from just then when I was talking about the circumstances in quite a lot under of which detail I would move back about the circumstances under which I could move I've not thought about it until you just asked, but surprisingly, there was a lot of detail in my answer. I admit to that. That may look suspicious. Do not read anything into it. By the way, Joe, you're on the the bench tomorrow. Uh, He says, so let's get that kit unpacked and get down to some training because they've got the wicker basket with the kit in behind them as as they're walking along. Um... It says the Melchester training ground had been placed at Walford's disposal. What? What the fuck? This is just... This is madness. Um, oh, yeah, right. I tell you what, if you want, you can come and use the training ground. Because I know that'll help you. And uh-huh. I want you just to have, to have the best Blackie, experience you can have Blackie, back to Melchester. Blackie, you're mad. Why on the earth would you right offer up. me that? <laughs> ah, come on, Roy. We'll always be mates no matter what. I hope, I hope you beat us tomorrow, if I'm honest. But I said that to the lads and some of them got a bit cross. They've got no idea about loyalty or love, have they, Roy? Fuck me, Blackie. I think it's best you just stop talking. But, yeah, I will come to the trading ground. It'll be a laugh. What the fuck is Sam Barlow making this, I wonder? Uh, so there they are. They pull up in the bus at the training ground. Uh Good grief, look at that crowd. 
says one of the players. There must be two or three hundred people wanting to watch us train. Um, press and TV were also represented. Roy uh, walks out onto the training ground. Uh, uh, TV reporter there who looks very much like Rolf Harris. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> he says, Roy, this must be an emotional time for you. Um, Roy says, it's also a busy time. No interviews, not till after the game. Fuck off. Kindly Ginstra. fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the Walford players were impressed. Uh, one of them says, you know, you've got, you've got to hand it to him. He's just getting on with the job of managing our club. Yeah, like a real pro. He's just getting on with the job of managing our club on the training ground of the team we're playing against tomorrow, which has been a significant part of his life since he was a child almost. Um, a mini pitch was quickly laid out. Uh, a couple of portable goals there. Uh, close control and split-second shooting. That's what we're concentrating today. In this confined space, you'll have to think and move like lightning. So uh, there it goes, and they're doing a bit of that. Roy's uh, critiquing them as they do it. Good control, Alan Shields. <laughs> Favourite player name of all time, yeah. Alan Shields. Now turn and hit it. Uh, Shields indeed does this. Straight past the keeper in the back of the net. Yes, that's the stuff, says Roy. <laughs> that's the stuff, Alan Shields. T-shirt. <laughs> uh, when a full practice match got underway Roy was in cracking form he's, he's fucking dictating it all himself obviously mm. um, someone to the side what a run he's made yards of room for himself and of course he puts it in with the rocket and there's the rocket we haven't seen that in a long time only on the telly anyway <laughs> Fucking wankers. <laughs> Only on the telly or a photograph in a newspaper. And my colour television white. set. <laughs> um, so Roy then addresses the crowd. Well, you kids, what are you waiting for? I'm not doing any interviews, but I don't mind signing a few autographs. Do not Yay! talk to me and do not look at me. Hand me your autograph book. Remain silent. Wait patiently. Take it back with gratitude. Leave. In fact, look at the ground while I'm signing it. And then take it and walk away. Single file line. Go. And he's he's happily signing the autographs. He's thinking, just like old times. I was dreading this game, but now I'm really looking forward to it. I'm fucking surprised to see which t- team he'll turn out for, to be honest. Um, Saturday, 3pm, the Walford dressing room at Melchester Stadium. And there's Harvey Rawson, of course, always involved. Well, Roy, this is it. The game of your life. Good luck to you. <laughs> I don't want to build it up or anything, but <laughs> everything hinges on this one. Um, and Roy says, thanks, Harvey. I promise I won't let you down. I hadn't considered you letting me down, Roy. Why would you say that? I you daft bastard, Roy. You're a daft bastard, but you're a gorgeous bastard. And I'm putting all my faith in you. Do you understand? Uh, Oh, fucking hell. But Rawson's looking fucking serious there as they're walking up the tunnel, he thinks. Time for some secret thoughts, I think. Yes. (laughs) Time for some secret thinking. Let's hope not, old son. Your performance today will finally tell me if your future is with Walford. Ray, well, say the crowd. 
Yeah, Roy Race, Roy Race. That's just mental. Look at that. Um, the Any player, what, what former player gets the, got the warmest reception when they returned to Sunderland? Kevin Play. Phillips. Who was he playing for? Well, he came back a couple of times. Um, I can't remember where he I went. I think we'd been we'd been Did relegated he go to like so West got, Brom or something like that. He went to, he went to Aston he went to Aston Villa and he went to Southampton and he was. Oh, I yeah. remember one time he came back with Birmingham, but I think he might have just been on the bench. He turned so into a journeyman, safe. really, didn't he? Yeah, at the end yeah. of his career. And Crystal Palace, he was at for a bit as well. But I think he was on the bench for Birmingham, so that was safe. It was all right to mm. give him a, a, a standing ovation kind of thing, and enough time had passed as well since he'd left. Yeah, because not everyone was kind of like, "Oh, we wish you well on your way." He left because we got relegated. Yeah, and he so he thought of himself as a Premier League player, so and we needed well, to cut costs as well. So yeah, exactly. It. I mean, when you get relegated, it's hard to resent many departures. It's just the way yeah. it's done, really, isn't it? I mean, Jermaine Defoe. Jermaine Defoe made the mistake <clears throat> of handing his transfer request in in the changing room immediately <laughs> after the final game of the season. Yeah, We'd just been relegated, that. so that was yeah. sort of. Unwise. I mean, I think yeah. Jermaine Defoe seems like a nice lad. It was just like misjudged. And yeah. football fans, I don't know if all football fans are like this, but our fucking West Ham fans have got some of the most self-righteous. I mean, the self-righteous brothers um, in Harry Enfield must have been based on West Ham fans because, you know, <laughs> it's, that, it's always that kind of, they've breached the East End code. The code of conduct. <laughs> yeah. They are a snake yeah. and they shall never be forgiven. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so, uh, the Manchester players are already warming up. Um, who's that one there? I forgot his name. Uh, he says, is it not Jimmy Slade, is it? No, it's not Jimmy Slade. He says, uh, I don't believe it. Wolf had got a bigger cheer than we did. Noel Baxter says you mean Roy did uh, Blackie Gray had taken over as Manchester player manager and it's Blackie trying to rally the troops and give them a bit of a team talk on the pitch remember you guys no sentiment let's not celebrate Roy's return with a Walford victory we'll take a draw though <laughs> then he looks over at Roy wink wink don't worry Roy I'll make sure you come to no harm <laughs> and Lord Baxter says no way <laughs> seconds, seconds later the kick off and, and of course there it is that cry from the crowd they're away <laughs> which I don't think anyone's ever shouted maybe they did used to shout that I don't know maybe they should bring it back maybe they should bring it back let's have a quick one Melchester shout the crowd and Melchester are indeed stroking it about nicely beautiful stuff and good running by Blackie Grey He's going through. <laughs> That's another one. Oh, he's going through. Uh, but then Roy runs in towards Blackie. And it looks a bit like a 50-50 ball almost. Uh, not if Roy can help it. He's coming to challenge his old pal. Uh-oh. What a way to end this week's story. Yeah, that's Their a headed is, is a, Basically, there's a, the ball is bobbling between them in a classic 50-50 situation. Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, hell. That's, that's got to be resolved on the front cover next week, hasn't it, surely? Oh, I hope so. Explosion. That's going to be the most, the most homoerotic front cover you'll ever see. It'll be, it'll be like Oliver Reed and Alan Bates wrestling in, what yeah. is it, Women in Love? Yeah. Or um, uh, Grant and Phil Mitchell when Grant found out that Phil had been having it off with Sharon. 
Yeah, and they that were brothers good, as well, it? which added an extra free son to it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> anyway, next week it says the excitement will grip you. Don't miss it. Fucking hell! All right then, we'll be the judge I of don't, that part. Oh, I don't doubt it. Usually, I'm like, come on, don't fucking oversell it. But this week, I'm like, wow, I'll, I'll be tuning oh. in. I've got it just over there. It's a couple of feet away from me. I'll have a look as soon as we finished. Yeah. Uh, Mark's out of 10 for that one. Nine. I give that a nine as well. Yeah. Um, And there was another little bit I think I sent you as well, wasn't there? Where's that gone? Was it Roy's message? Oh, yeah, it was Roy's message. I mean, we mentioned Shatton Davies earlier on, but um, here's another sports star of 1983 in the Roy message hi pals you'll be aware that my 1984 annual is now on sale but for once I'm going to plug another one my friend Susie Dando oh Susie Dando steady on uh, has her own annual in the shops 80 pages of photos yeah and details on Britain's glamorous star (laughs) (laughs) fucking hell that sounds erotic it covers her many faces from the Moscow Olympics to her starring role in Cinderella on stage. There's also a This Is Your Life, in her own words, a family reunion feature called Meet the Dandos, and for those of you who missed it, a repeat of the Christmas front cover of Roy of the Rovers, which starred Susie and myself, in which you remember she yeah. was standing in a postal sack from the IPC mailroom, <laughs> and I was represented by a cardboard cutout. It was an iconic <laughs> image. That very much defined the times we are living in. It will, future generations will regard it as a historical artefact. <laughs> he says, What a double act. <laughs> the annual costs £2.50 and it's a super souvenir for any fan of the delightful Miss Dando. So uh, there, there was a commercial agreement between himself and Suzanne Dando, or Susie as he calls her. 80 pages, that's not many. But uh, I wonder if that's on eBay. Not that I intend to buy it or anything. And if I did, I'd keep it to myself. That's the episode. Um, Back to find out what happens with that big clash between Blackie and Roy next time. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.